guy that um, has a lot of merchandise that you want to take a look at, none more valuable than his books, is Brian Kilmeade. Uh, you can check out some of that merchandise at briankilmeade.com. He's a co-anchor of Fox & Friends, host of The Brian Kilmeade Show, and the host of One Nation, which is tearing it up over the weekend. And now he is taking the whole country by storm with Kilmeade Live. Brian, it is great to talk with you. Yeah, I got more news, Frank. I will not make you come, but today at Barnes & Noble at 7 o'clock I'll be signing uh, signing the President Freedom Fighter. Just came out on paperback a couple of days ago. So he just added a new epilogue, brought in some of the, stair, uh, the tearing down of the statues, of the actual statues that Frederick Douglass dedicated, and one was in his honor. So I, th- I just wove that into the paperback. Uh, and my first signings tonight, which, uh, tonight which at Barnes 7 o'clock. Uh, Bayshore on Long Island, just Nassau-Suffolk border. So um, hope to see everybody out there. Yeah, uh, definitely. It's. Uh, are you going to be talking too, or are you just going to? Yeah, books? I mean, d- uh, depending on the setup, uh, I, I think yeah, I'll be talking a little bit right before uh, before I get started and be able to take some questions. Well, that that is something. If people have not had the opportunity to hear you talk about history, particularly history that you've actually written about and learned something about, uh, they are in for a treat. So that's at the Barnes & Noble in Bayshore on Long Island tonight. Uh, That's going to be something. And I have come to your book signings. Whenever you're on Staten Island, you you. know I'm there. I'm always there for you. And there's always a big uh, crowd of people. And i got to tell you, unlike some other authors I've seen, you always stay until the, um, the last person that wants to meet you and get your book signed Leaves, even though I know the kind of hours you're you're doing, and uh, it, it sometimes that means very little sleep. So, uh, Bayshore, Barnes and Noble tonight—that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Brian, most important question: World Series starts yes. this weekend. Phillies, Astros. Uh, who are you rooting for? How do you come down on this one? Can they both lose? Is that possible? <laughs> I mean, can we? I mean, please. Uh, the Astros—they put together a great organization. I mean, unbelievable what's been done. But I've never seen the Yankees look so inept. I, I've seen the Yankees. I remember when they, they got swept by Boston first time up 3-0, ends up, uh, you know, Boston wins four straight. I, I remember uh, epic losses, but I've never seen a whole lineup forget to hit. And not against, well, okay, Verlander, we got it. But I'm talking about middle-inning relievers. Uh, after a 162-game se- season, had every Yankee hitter baffled. I mean, to lose game three, I think it was 5 nothing. I mean, are you kidding me? At Yankee Stadium, and they get outscored in the uh, four in a row. I've never seen anything like it. And now the biggest story is Aaron Judge. In fact, the World Series itself. I like that the Phillies got hot. Uh, I, you know, Joe Girardi must be just ready to shoot himself uh, after getting fired mm. there. Uh, but you know, it's you know, it's uh, it's it's going to be. Uh, I, it's hard to pick against the Astros. I, I just have not seen them lose big games. Now, if you're making predictions, what do you predict in terms of where Aaron Judge is playing next year? I, you know what, I, I really, if I'm a Yankee fan, I'm worried about it. And I, you know, I saw, I saw the story. Um, I, you know, I, I see they're saying let's go. You know, George Steinbrenner. Uh, uh, was forgetting his first name. Her, uh, um, Harry or Henry. Hal. Hal. Uh, yeah, Hal. Uh, yeah. Uh, not Hank. Uh, but Hal Steinbrenner should use his time to say, you guys live close to each other. Hey, Aaron Judge, you want to come over? You want me to come over? Well, you know, what's roughly, what do you feel? Uh, what do you want me to do here? Because right now it's $40 million a year with $39 million is the highest paid. I think Trout. Uh, uh, and we'll, we'll see where, 
Uh, Garrett Cole is $36 million. So if you give Judge $40 million, does he stay? I'm telling you right now, the Mets are going to make a play for him. It only makes sense. And what another, uh, you know, the counter-argument is he's 30 years old, and that's the best year he'll ever have. And the last image we have is just a terrible postseason. Do you want to spend half your mm-hmm. salary dollars on one guy, even though he's a great guy and a phenomenal athlete, and he'll be a natural captain? Uh, and he'll be finishing out his, you know, he'd be a natural, like one of the few guys you could look at and go, yeah, you could replace Jeter. So it's a tough situation. But I get the sense he's got one foot out the door. I mean, do you see the look on his face when yeah. he was booed? Yeah. I don't know. When he was booed in game three, I think it was. Yeah. And I got to tell you, I think the fans that did that, the Yankee fans that did that, I thought that was the personification of classlessness. I mean, the guy just <laughs> hit 62 home runs. Is it too much to ask that he gets a little leeway? I know two point. Like, what is it? Three percentage points away from the triple crown. No, it's it's but he crazy. Was terrible. It, it's, it, it's nuts that he could be that inept though in the postseason. I don't get it. Yeah. Well, hey, uh, it, it, Mr. September, I suppose. All right. Um, by the next time we speak, either in radio, on radio, or in person, Elon Musk, if all goes according to plan, will be the owner of. Of Twitter. Uh, how are you feeling about what this means for the future of not only Twitter, but for social media and free speech within social media in general? Well, first off, Frank, the 20-somethings are not on Twitter, just like they're not on Facebook. So he's got to find a way to make it cool again, which is possible, because I, I don't love the fact that a Chinese-owned company is the number one social oh, yeah. media Very frightening. Uh, destination. It is. And the fact that they came in and were are more into, or provide more... Uh, Provide a platform that's more entertaining and interesting than anything America came up with. Uh, I, I think that Elon Musk will probably put the best people in charge and make it a communications hub. He wants Trump back on there. I, I love the fact that the employees thought they could run the company and that, that it would, they were basically going to tell him what to do. And he basically said, I'm going to get rid of 80 percent of you and brought in a sink. Uh, let it sink in. I own the company. So uh, I, I'm, I don't think there's any downside to it. We're also seeing the um, situation regarding the midterms kind of shift. A lot of the uh, candidates running, a lot of the parties are sort of pursuing a different playbook. It used to be up until um, these poll numbers started to, even in places like New York, Nevada, and Oregon, bluest of blue states, showing that there could be some major Republican upsets in these places, the Democrats were running largely on abortion. We were seeing an abortion versus inflation contest. Now, it looks like the Democrats are escalating attacks related to Social Security and Medicare. We've talked before about uh, what President Biden's trying to do in terms of gas prices. Does this show uh, that uh, Democrats are trying to refocus on pocketbook issues? And do you see this working in some of these tight races? Well, you know, it's interesting. I, I also read the generic poll that four points for the Democrats on the generic YouGov poll. Uh, the average voter on a generic ballot Forty nine, forty five Democrats over Republicans. And I saw that Grassley's having trouble uh, in his race. And I see Mike Lee's having trouble in his. Now, that's the challenging thing for Democrat for Republicans. But the rest of the places you mentioned in Oregon is unbelievable what's happening there. What Lee Zeldin's doing to Hochul uh, and given the fight of her life. And he might even be in front by now after that debate. I think that that is an unbelievably alarming uh, race for uh, for Democrats to digest. I'm not sure they could actually do it. So uh, and then you have uh, Joe O'Day in Colorado. A lot of people have great hope for him. 
And um, so we'll see we'll see what's going to happen in those arees. You know, Democrats have hosted hope with Val Demings uh, making a run of Mark Rubio. I don't see it. All Rubio does is work. The guy's got great foreign policy. He headed up the PPP loan. He's got very composed. He's, he's doing his job and not running for president. So, uh, but Val Demings using the, mili- uh, the military, the law enforcement background to try to win people over. So Democrats uh, are ahead on this one poll. I don't get it. And by the way, if the if it is a red tsunami, never do the gen- never even talk about the generic congressional. Uh, ballot right. again. Oh yeah. Well, I, I don't put a lot of stock in in a lot of these polls for some of the reasons that uh, that you and others have cited over the years. I think a lot of the polling models tend to be uh, flawed. You mentioned O'Day in Colorado. That would be a tremendous pickup for the Republicans. Now, O'Day um, could, if he's able to be to turn that seat from blue to red, he could be the person that causes the Republicans to gain control of the U.S. Senate. He also seems to be putting it mildly a Trump skeptic. Not embracing a Trump run for 2024. Donald Trump responding in kind. You had a great interview with President Trump, which made news literally all over the world. But Trump is uh, saying that voters in Colorado should reject Joe O'Day. He's withholding his support. Now, if you're a Republican and a Trump fan, I have to think you're looking at Trump hammering the Republican that could hand the Republicans control of the U.S. Senate, and you're just sort of burying your face in your hands and saying, oh, no, not again. I mean, you got to think that this is not the best use of Trump's substantial media platform, is it? It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's very Georgia-like, runoff Georgia-like, where the president, uh, the former president now, said— uh, guys, uh, don't worry. Uh, don't worry about voting. No one's going to count it anyway. It's all corrupt. Really, uh, fantastic. So a lot of people stayed home, and we saw the disaster of losing both those races. And for him to say with this anti-Trumpers running, and for him not to see the benefit, uh, the the benefit of keeping your mouth shut, it, it's uh, unsettling. But what about Mitch McConnell? I mean, he's pushing pushing Murkowski when the people of uh, Alaska have the other candidate uh, mainstream. What about Mitch McConnell? Because Don Bulldog said something bad about him, pulled all his money out. So Bulldog is within five points in New Hampshire. Isn't that a little selfish? And what about now going after Blake Masters saying, hey, let Peter Thiel do it. Really? He's within one point in Arizona. I think they're in a dead heat in Arizona. What's he thinking? So let Frank, you're right to point that out. And I'm I'm disappointed but not surprised by the ex-president. But we got to point out, too, Mitch McConnell's doing a lot of the same, uh, uh, the same spiteful things. Well, one of the candidates that both uh, Mitch McConnell and President Trump seem to be all in on is uh, Herschel Walker in Georgia. And uh, there's a new report out uh, saying that uh, a second woman is accusing him of uh, paying for an abortion. Herschel Walker responded to that yesterday on Special Report. Well, that's a lie. And I've said that's a lie, and I, think, I hope people can see right now that Raphael Warnock and the left would do whatever they can to win this seat bite. But I don't think they realize that they messed with the wrong Georgia in here, that I'm not going to stop. This seat is too important for me to stop thinking that they can try to scare me or force me out of this seat because they're not. And I hope the people saw after that debate who's the guy ready to represent the people of Georgia, whereas Raphael Warnock is there to represent Joe Biden. Brian, absent a smoking gun, uh, a photograph of him walking a woman into an abortion clinic or something like that, do you think that this could actually end up being a net political positive for Walker? 
Um, no. Or no, 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 no shot. Uh, I just... mean, they're, they're, there's a chance, but this is, so then Warnock put out a statement that uh, Herschel Walker continues to lie. Uh, so this woman gave out, and she evidently has voicemail of Walker. Clearly, they had a relationship, unless it's the most elaborate voice printing scam I've ever seen. Uh, but whether that happened or not, and the timing, how sincere are you with the timing? Are you just trying to kill the guy? Uh, by bringing up if this in fact happened, why wouldn't this come out earlier? Mm-hmm. Unless you're, you're out there to uh, to hurt him politically, and then of course you time it about three weeks from the first one uh, that came out. But Walker's doing the Donald Trump thing: keep going forward, uh, all I now kind of don't worry about it. Let's talk about issues that matter. And I think that he came on with Brett Baer about two hours after that press conference. And Warnock is using missing a huge opportunity. And so is Stacey Abrams. Brett Bears in Georgia would have given him a chance in front of, you know, we you could take MSNBC and CNN and all these other networks and you put them together. They don't equal R ratings at mm. any hour of the day. Do you know that Anderson Cooper doesn't break a million? He doesn't get a one oh. He's on at 8 o'clock. We break at 5 in the morning. We are getting better than Anderson Cooper at night. If I'm Stacey Abrams... I'm coming on Fox, and if I'm Warnock, I'm coming on. And if I can't handle direct questions, then then I shouldn't get the job. And Herschel Walker goes on everywhere. That's a great point. And, you know, I guess the same could be said of Senator Mike Lee in Utah. Apparently Fox offered to host a U.S. Senate debate in Utah, and Evan McMullen, the independent candidate who's being backed by the Democrats, he agreed, and the Republican, Mike Lee, at least what's being reported, is that he did not agree. You'd have to say that's a pretty big tactical mistake on Lee's part. Um, yeah, I mean, you mean, so you're saying... Uh, you're saying that lead. This is the first time I'm hearing. this. Oh well, see, I mean, that see, I'm getting you up too early. That's the thing. But yeah, with the, what's being reported in the Salt Lake Tribune, the Desert News, is exactly that. That Fox News offered to host a U.S. Senate debate in Utah, and um, you know, apparently, what's being reported is McMullen said yes, and Lee said no. Uh, Lee's campaign said they agreed to a one-on-one interview with Brett Baer, but not a joint appearance with uh, with McMullen. And uh, I think for all the reasons you cited, uh, you know, with the audience that Fox has, should take every opportunity that you ha- you can to be on there. Yeah, I know tactically what they're doing. Tactically, he's saying, you know, McMullen is somewhat a Republican. He's a, just a big, he's big anti-Trumper, so he knows the issues. And if he comes out credible... That could fill a five-point gap that could uh, give McMullen the victory. And right now, Lee is out in front and wants to hold. So if uh, if uh, McMullen looks somewhat sober and rational on the number one channel, there's risk. But what you're saying, Frank, is Trump wouldn't have said no. Oh, that's, yeah, that's Trump for sure. Trump would have said, oh, oh, yeah, I'll go on. It wouldn't even matter. I mean, those days are over. We have uh, Joe Biden mocking the press yesterday. Uh, and refusing now that he's doing a closed door event in Syracuse today uh, to announce a manufacturing deal for some of the chips policies that he has. So it, we, we're in a different we're a different set of it's a different time. Mm. And Joe Biden ruined it uh, by Joe Biden winning the election and not campaigning. Uh, he, that's what Fetterman's trying to do. Uh, and he got he got nailed the other night. I can't believe anyone in Pennsylvania would ever vote for a guy like that. What he believes, what he believes, and the fact that he's he's physically and mentally not able to do any job, let alone that job. But what they're doing is they're letting people know. Hochul did the same thing. I'll do one debate and I'll do it on Spectrum, on New York One. What about Buffalo? Uh, what about Montauk? Don't they matter? Right. They don't get or people that more. don't have cable. 
Yeah, yeah, which well, is substantial. Yeah, so, excuse me, you're going to go to New York City? We're, you know, and right now, Lee Zeldin will do anything, so he did it. And her comment is going to live in infamy. Why do you obsess over uh, sentences for criminals? Really? Yeah. No, it's, it's, it, you were the first one to say that race was going to be competitive. At the time that you said it, I thought you were crazy. And it looks like uh, that's w- yet another instance where you're proven to be prophetic. What's coming up on television? What's coming up on radio today? We've got Mike Rogers on radio, Mark Thiessen, Congressman Stubby of Florida, Matt Schlapp, to put it all in perspective. And Carly Schimke is very familiar to uh, 77 WABC listeners on with IMIS for years. Uh, and then we're, I'm definitely going to be talking about the 2022, these new revelations about Hunter Biden. Uh, it turns out his chief assistant, Chinese, who actually went to school, which is a known in China, to a known place to be Chinese spies, <laughs> who's uh, caught on text messages urging Hunter to urge his dad to run for president. So a, Ch- a Chinese spy was a driver for Senator Feinstein for years. It's never been followed up on. And then Grassley and Comer uh, and Ron Johnson submit this to the FBI. Hey, Hunter Biden might have been infiltrated unknowingly by a Chinese spy who knew all about his business as well as the Chi- uh, we know about the Chinese dealings. I mean, do you believe this? That's the new revelation yeah. we're going to look at, as well as uh, the president's approach to the economy. He says oil companies... And now airlines who do, who make you who charge you to get six inches more of space are racist. Yeah, e- even on that Hunter Biden situation, uh, even John Stewart, who's not considered a right winger by any means, he characterized uh, Hunter Biden's Barisma job as uh, corruption straight up. Uh, so I don't think you're going to see a lot of people defending. That sort of an unusual arrangement. Brian, uh, it is always a treat to have you. And again, I want to remind people, if they're on Long Island, go to Barnes & Noble, 7 o'clock in Bayshore. And uh, if for folks in New Jersey, you're coming to Newark at NJ Pack on December 2nd. I'm going to be there for that. Brian, it's always a treat. I know you have a pretty full day, and I appreciate you squeezing us in every week. Hey, Frank, I, I love it. Are you kidding? Congratulations on all the success of the show. Go get them. Likewise. Thank you. And also catch Brian on one Nation on the weekend. We'll do 15 seconds of fame in a moment. 800-848-9222. That's 800-848-9222. The Other Side of Midnight. Midnight.